Crocker out, Winkler in, taking a look at those Tennessee Titans Thursday night. And is it time to blow up the Seattle Seahawks? All that and more right now. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Winky Wednesday edition. I know what you're going to say, but it's Wednesday in certain places of the world. And Eric Crocker is on an airplane to certain places in the world. He's actually coming closer to me. He's on his way to California, but uh, he is airborne, airplane, planes, trains, and automobiles. I don't know if he's Steve Martin or John Candy, but, uh, I, you know, I think Croc's more Steve Martin. And I think we've got John Candy about to join us right now. Let's bring on today's guest. Nicholas Winkler, come on down. Hey, there he is. Winkler. Just call me Uncle Buck. Wow. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah, dude. John King. The poker guy from Home Alone. Twined with the San Francisco 49ers uh, with uh, the famous story about Joe Montana thinking he saw John Candy. I, I never got the other side of that story. Was John Candy actually in the stands is the question. I would have guessed that he was. Him? Yeah, he had. No, I, he had, I never heard the other side either. John Candy's a front row seat guy, right? Yeah, exactly. Who wouldn't want to go see Joe Montana play football? Come on. Right. Yeah. In a playoff game? Come on. Yes, the Super please. Bowl? I saw Joe a couple times when I was a kid. Yeah. Joe Cool. I, remember, I, mean, I, I don't know if I told you this. I don't know if I told you this story, but when I was a kid, I had one of those fake Niner outfits, you know, with the little plastic helmet. And it was a Joe Montana one. And my parents took me to a football game. And they were playing the Falcons, and Joe was playing, and the Niners lost. And I just remember leaving the game, and like these drunk guys were like behind us, like, "Hey, Joe, you blew it!" Like yelling at me, and I was like six years old. Like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> I was like, Joe Montana, a lot smaller than I thought in person. Yeah. <laughs> I had the exact same. I've got a picture for myself when I was, I think, ten years old, nine years old, Halloween, Forty mm-hmm. ers plastic helmet, number sixteen jersey on, and yep. my good and buddies, the, on- the brown gold <laughs> pants. Yeah, I, don't, I probably had jeans on. I have no idea what kind of. I might have had the. Yeah, you know what? I think there was like actual pants with it, but they were up to the knee, and I had like some, you know, white crew socks because that's all that existed back in those days. Was white right. crew socks, right? And uh, oh, yeah, no was, doubt. Oh, I'm seeing the chat blowing up already. Shout out to everybody who's joining the chat. Wink, they're recognizing the gold faithful shirt there. Uh, this is a throwback podcast with no crocky. This is going all the way back to like 2015, 2016 when Wink and I were doing the gold faithful pod. Once a week, shout out to everybody at Total Traffic Network in San Francisco and the iHeart Media Building. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to record in a in a. It was a nice studio. It sounded good, but it was you know more like a closet than a studio. Yeah. When two people were in there trying to record, it was built for one person to report on traffic, as we yeah. also did at our regular jobs. We were literally right next to each other. We were right next to each other, sweating it up in a little box, doing a podcast about those San Francisco 49ers. More space now. I can I can put my arms out in both directions and not touch a wall. This is fantastic. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm psyched to see all the folks fired up and in the chat. Of course, we've got to talk about first those Seattle Seahawks losing to the Rams on Tuesday night football. The Seahawks are downright bad and Russell Wilson is downright bad. Wink, at this point, and like, look, Russell Wilson, no disrespect. He's a really good quarterback. He's had a great career right now. Today, if I'm trying to win a game, I'm taking Jimmy G over Russell Wilson. I'm taking a lot of quarterbacks over Russell Wilson. Is it upstairs? Is it uh, something going on with the new offensive coordinator there? Is he still hurt? Like under throwing a wide open DK Metcalf, that should be six points. And uh, just 
ends up being an incomplete pass. I don't know what's going on there with Russ in Seattle, but here's a little quick tidbit. Josina Anderson, who's well plugged in after that game, she tweeted out, interesting chatter tonight, change on the horizons. Good night. That was her tweet on the way out. Didn't even say what game she was talking about. I assume talking about an aging head coach in Pete Carroll, a team mm. that's playing really bad ball in Seattle right now. This thing might get blown up this offseason. And Russell Wilson, who already tried to get traded last offseason, I mean, the writing's on the wall. He might be on his way to, I don't know, the AFC, another team, New York. I have no clue where he's going. But uh, there's a good chance this might end for the Seattle Seahawks. And at this point, why not? Because they're terrible. Yeah, you said it, man. Let's not forget that he was trying to get traded. You know, before the season started, like, oh, he his agent floated out there. Well, he clearly was talking on behalf of his client. He doesn't want to be there anymore. He's done in Seattle. It's pretty clear. Yeah, the injury, I'm sure, has a little something to do with it. You could tell he really missed Tyler Lockett tonight. But he was underthrowing balls that you just don't see Russell Wilson underthrow. It was really... I was obviously rooting for them to win because you want, you know, the Rams to come back towards us. We can gain a little ground. We want that five seed. But at the same time, like, it's always nice when Seattle loses. So it's one of those things where if they won, I, I would have been happy, and they lost, and I, I'm still happy. A lot of people calling them a steaming pile of trash, but as is pointed out here by Philip, the Niners lost to the Seahawks twice this year. So yeah. that, that is definitely a truth. That is a truth. Rough. But 49ers and Seahawks have a thing where that's just – the way things go and look i don't think there's any 49ers fans that would shed a tear about uh that thing getting blown up in seattle whether it's just russ mm. that goes or just pete that goes it could be either it could be both yeah it, i think that russ in, though. Pete carroll's not young he's what he's right. 70 years old right i'd be shocked if pete carroll went anywhere else i mean it, russell wilson he he's owed like 40 million dollars right like i just don't think they're going to bring him back when they're a bad football team that's that's when you start over with a fresh young quarterback and that Pete Carroll he he won a championship you you stick i think if it's me and i'm in seattle i'm going to stick with him i'm going to let russ go i'm going to start over fresh i'm going to you know they they're, they're going to get a pretty good draft pick maybe they even get a go after you know th there's guys out there that are going to be available you know on the quarterback market we'll get into that in the off season and all of that but I just think that Russell Wilson, he, he, I don't know if he plays another snap after this season in Seattle. And I'm happy about it. I have hated going up against him twice a year. To me, you can't get rid of one of them and not the other. Because that doesn't really? make sense. You're going to rebuild with Pete Carroll at 70 yeah. years old. Start there. That doesn't make sense to me because he's not going to be around to see the end of it. It's so hard to get a quarterback as it is. Um, uh, it makes sense to trade Russ if he wants out now and he's playing mm. bad. If you can still get the same offer you would have gotten last offseason, you kind of got to take that three first-round picks and, and and just blow it up. So I, th I think it's either you, you retool or you blow it up completely. You trade DK as well. Um, right. <laughs> uh, what's the the meme with um, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and he walks into the house that's empty? And, and it's empty? That's, that's Jamal Adams because he's going to be right back where he was with the New York Jets if they blow it up because his contract's probably untradeable. I don't know if anybody wants to give up two firsts and pay the contract that the, the no. Seahawks did for Jamal Adams, a box safety. He's a really good player, but th that would be funny just to see what his reaction is to that if it does happen. I, I, you almost have to blow it all up if, if one of them goes. And it wouldn't be like a firing of Pete Carroll. I think it would be like a retirement. Go enjoy your yeah. life. Come on, Pete Carroll. You're 70 years Maybe. old. Yeah, maybe he goes back to college. Yeah, I, I mean, I would at that age. He's he's done enough. He's got the Super Bowl ring. You know, I just, for me, the big question to me in the offseason, when you got guys like Aaron Rodgers probably still wants out, 
you know, you have Russell Wilson's going to be available. It's like, which one of these guys is going to end up in Pittsburgh? You know, he's going to be leading that Steelers team because you know they're not going to turn it over to whatever Mason Rudolph. Is that his name, backup guy? Oh, yeah. Steelers got to do something. There's a lot of teams in the market, too. So it's going to be a fun offseason. Yeah. If you Houston. get huge trades with Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, and then, you know, what's the market for Jimmy Garoppolo? There's not much in the draft. So some teams might say, uh, why would we spend a first round pick on one of these quarterbacks in the draft? Let's right. spend that first rounder in something else and go get a veteran quarterback and try to win now. And there's some teams like the Steelers who are halfway there and they've got a really good defense and they got a good running back. Add an offensive lineman and add a quarterback that you know you can win with. I think the the Saints and, and Sean Payton would love to get his hands on sort of a poor man's Drew Brees in Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it's a nice fit there. So there's a lot of interesting things that can happen. By the way, the Saints were on Russell Wilson's list of four teams yeah. that he would be traded to last offseason. The Bears were one. That's out that's out now because they already drafted their guy. Uh, it was the Saints and who were the other two? I can't remember. Yeah, well, I, I Dallas maybe. I think it was some random team, but I can't imagine yeah. any of I can't imagine the Packers, the Seahawks or the 49ers trading one of those guys to the Saints. I mean, that's a a, a team, you know, in their in their same conference that in the past has been extremely good. And yeah, they're a little bit down this year, but that's because of some really poor quarterback play and they're missing their top receiver. Right. It makes more sense to like send him to Denver or something like Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos. is a really nice fit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even Miami. I mean, to a, you know, he's so up and down. Shout out to our Australian listeners, dude. I know this is a winky Wednesday podcast and over here on the West coast it's Tuesday night. Uh, Shout out to those listeners who are just listening. First thing Wednesday morning, on your mm. drive to work, maybe, or maybe if you're on your way to uh, visit some family in the holidays, shout out to everybody that's audio only. We are live right now on YouTube, but as Luis points out here, it's Wednesday in Australia and New Zealand, where I had my honeymoon, by the way. I got much love for the folks of New Zealand, such a beautiful country over there. And uh, yeah, so hey, look, it's Wednesday somewhere. It's always Wednesday. It's always Winky Wednesday somewhere, right? Everywhere. I mean, come on. uh love seeing the chat we're gonna dive deeper and deeper into the chat i want to know everybody's thoughts about this short week and this uh this game with the tennessee titans we're gonna talk about that coming up but i will let the folks out there know about stat hero it's a first of its kind hybrid you got daily fantasy sports but you also got sports betting. Stat Hero players are clocking odds that go over four times better than traditional fantasy sports. And no one plays daily fantasy sports to lose because willing, winning feels so much better. So why not get better odds at Stat Hero? Traditional fantasy sports are a long term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. And never, be, never before seen innovation is Stat Hero. Fantasy sports and sports betting and Stat Hero players are basically just hitting a home run. And it's fun because you know what the house is going to pick. They pick three quarterbacks. you got to pick three quarterbacks that beats the house. So it's you against the house. It's one-on-one, head-to-head at Stat Hero. What what daily fantasy sports should be. One-on-one with Stat Hero. You're in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for. And Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. So sign up for free right now at StatHero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on. For a 100% deposit match, that's stathero.com slash locked on, promo code locked on. Rush to go to Atlanta. Yeah, that's another one. Matt Ryan to 
the Steelers would be a pretty good fit. The Steelers might have to do a, a fallback if, if they can't get, I mean, it's going to be Russ and Aaron Rodgers. That's going to dominate, but there's a lot of other dominoes that could fall, man. Uh, the Falcons look like garbage too. How the heck did the yeah. Falcons manage six wins wink? Yeah. I mean, and they lost Calvin Ridley early too. Cause you can't say that that was what they were doing early on. I just, I guess their defense has had some bright moments, but their offense is, is garbage. I mean, Cordell Patterson has been pretty much their only bright spot. Gage has been so up and down. Mike Davis has been almost non-existent. Matt Ryan just looks like a shell of himself. I don't know. I, I mean, how do the Lions have two wins? You know, like there's just a lot. It's a football game out there, how, you know. Deshaun Watson's a tough one because mm. – where does he fit? I wouldn't right. touch Deshaun Watson. If I was a team no. and, a, and an owner and a general manager, you can't go there right now until you've got some clarity. And clearly the Miami Dolphins agree because they had something in place and they backed off and they, they didn't want to do it. So we'll see what happens this offseason. But yeah, age talent-wise, where his contract is, you would definitely want Deshaun Watson, the player, even over Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, even without seeing Deshaun Watson play for a year. So the, the Deshaun Watson thing is, is who knows which way that could go. But it sounds like the Dolphins were interesting, interested. Sounds like they had a deal in place since they backed off. Does a team like the Panthers jump in there? Because they were supposedly in on that as well. And David Tepper is a, is a really active owner and, and wants to win. So we'll see how that goes because the Panthers got to do something too. So there's a lot of teams and there's going to be a dance. And it's going to be sort of that musical chairs situation. We'll see which team doesn't have a chair to sit in at the end that might be the team that the 49ers end up dealing uh jimmy garoppolo to you mentioned a lot of nfc teams looking for quarterbacks it'd be nice if he went to the afc like i I, it would be nicer to send jimmy to say the steelers than the saints right yeah i'm sure that's the same way the 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 packers and the seahawks feel but there's only so many afc teams that are gonna need a quarterback i'm looking at the chat i don't know why alex just said las vegas raiders are we talking about trash teams? Is that is that the thing with that one? Hey, you think you might have been gone? Sneak into the chat right here. Not having it. Oh, I'm sure he means that one of these guys is going to end up there. Oh, somebody's going to end up with the. Oh yeah. Well, where's Derek Cargo then? Right. Somebody will take a chance on him. He yeah. seems like Cargo? a panther. I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like every team, every quarterback that's a veteran fits with the Steelers because they're not yeah. going to draft high enough to get a top quarterback, but. There is a Pitt quarterback. Somebody else said that in the chat. Kenny Pickett. He's uh, playing at Pitt. So right in their own backyard. Would he be like a mid-late first-round guy? Maybe the first quarterback off the board. I think Malik Willis and a lot of those guys are going to the Senior Bowl. So a lot to play out there. It's going to be a whole bunch of fun. Asking about the secondary in Tennessee. Yeah, they drafted Farley. Look, they they went back to the well because they drafted a couple years ago, they drafted Jeffrey Simmons, who is an absolute monster at defensive tackle for the Titans. Then they went back and they drafted and he he fell to them in the draft in the late first round because he was injured, but he's probably a top five, top ten prospect, and he's been a monster for them inside. Then they tried to do it again in the 2021 draft, drafting um Caleb Farley, who's a super talented athletic cornerback who was hurt, and now he's been out for the year. I'm not sure that one's going to turn out as well as Jeffrey Simmons did. Uh, the guy from LSU, they have, they've got uh, Christian Fulton there. At corner, they're okay. The guy that worries me, though, for the Tennessee Titans defense, is it's two guys. Well, it's really the, the entire defensive line has been playing really well. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey Simmons has been a monster. They've got Bud Dupree on one side. He's pretty good setting the edge. He can get after the quarterback a little bit. There's a guy who was a draft crush for me that I thought the 49ers should have drafted. They went up and, and traded up for um, uh, Dante Pettis. A couple picks after because the the Titans traded up to get 
um, Harold Landry, an uh, edge player out of Boston College, who I thought would have been mm-hmm. a nice fit for the 49ers. And then the domino effect there, they don't have to give up a second and pay a bunch of money to D Ford. So you would have, um, you know, that player instead. So that, that one hurts a little bit seeing Harold Landry doing big things for the Tennessee Titans. But that defensive line is really good. They've been really good against the run. But what worries me is if they are able to stop the run on early downs, uh, Kevin Byard is one of the best safeties in the NFL and doesn't really get talked about a lot. Him coming down and maybe picking off a Jimmy G pass if they're up against it and he's throwing on third down and and uh, bad Jimmy shows up. That's, I think, the path for the 49ers to lose this game. They can't get anything going on the ground because that's a good defensive line and they turn the ball over. I think it's going to yeah. be an old school game. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. But someone on the 49ers offense can make plays, even if they don't run the ball extremely well in this game so i'm not super worried about it the thing that'll kill him though is turnovers jimmy can't throw it mm-hmm. to the other team uh you can't fumble the opening kickoff this week you know uh and, and it's a short week are, are, are they going to be up for it are they going to have the energy because a lot of times that's a scheduled loss on those road games on a thursday right wink is, is, uh, the biggest opponent i think is just like sleep and right. and and being able to physically get up for another game after you just played four days earlier yeah, and it's a tough Tennessee team. You mentioned that that defensive front. I'm, I'm not sure we'll see Elijah Mitchell again this week just because of how physical you know, that front line is. I, I think it might be another Jeff Wilson game um, going into it because you don't want to bang that guy up. Maybe we don't see a whole lot of Debo Samuel touching the ball in the backfield either because you don't want him running into those guys. But you mentioned Landry. Uh, that was back uh, the draft that we did live in San Francisco, I remember, because that was the McGlinchey yeah. draft. And I was, I was like, they're going to take Landry. Here he comes. Here he comes. Oh. I would have been fine with him at nine. Okay. Yeah, in the first yeah, round. I, I, when I, the second round, what are you doing? That was Go such deep. a huge hole for them at the time. Like, they needed a pass rusher. They needed it bad. And I was just like, yeah. here it comes. Here it comes. Oh, McGlinchey. Okay. And then Landry yeah. fell and fell and fell. I kept waiting for the Niners to, to trade up and get back into it. But, yeah, I'm with you. I, I definitely don't like seeing how well he's doing. Uh, Those in defenses NFL, I don't like in, in 2017 and 2018, they had zero yeah. edge presence. And then they went and got D Ford and Nick Bosa in the same offseason in 2019. It was like, oh, wow, it's a completely different team. And yeah. it, you got to have that pass rush, right? So uh, it's going to well, be they really, it exposed the poor secondary too before when you're getting no rush, you know, right. and no pressure on a quarterback, they can just sit back there all day and, and pick you apart. And so that was, yeah, that, that was an interesting draft for us. I mean, McGlinchey, obviously, we see you know, how well he was actually doing now that he's gone and other guys are stepping up. But yeah, this is going to be a tough game on Thursday. I, I, I do expect the 49ers to go in there and win uh, just because the defense is playing so well right now and they just don't have any receivers. I don't think A.J. Brown's going to get activated for this game. He could be. You know, they made him available. It just seems like they'd be rushing him back. And uh, and I just I hope he doesn't come back. Um, but yeah, and, and you know, they're obviously down to their, their second and third string running backs, which, you know, they're also both running very well right now. But this seems like one of those games, like you said, that they, the 49ers kind of penciled in as a loss. But with how well they're playing right now, especially on defense and how the offense is clicking with Jimmy over the past, you know, eight games or so, I just I feel like they can they can win this game. They just got to do the big thing. And you mentioned it as well, man. You got to cut back on those turnovers. You can't shoot yourself. You absolutely cannot shoot yourself in the foot. It might be an old school game, might be low scoring, might be very close. And as we know, Wink, the ball is oblong and it bounces. Mm-hmm. The, speaking of oblong, in the fantasy league that you are the commissioner of, I've got one banner flying from that league as a as a former champion in oblong balls. How did you do in the playoffs, Wink? 
Yeah, I got my win, man. I'm going up yeah. against my brother here in the second round, who's a three-time champion. So that's going to be also fun. a Lions fan. How does that happen yeah. in the Lincoln household? Yeah, he was. He had a big man crush on Barry Sanders back in the day, and okay. you know, it's, it's hard to argue that. Plus, him and my dad didn't really get along. They kind of butt heads. So oh. he didn't want to like the 49ers. You know, that was definitely my dad's team, and and, and I liked him too. And so we always had this same uh, red versus blue. You know, growing up, so it just made sense that he would yeah. just latch on to the blue team, you know, and like whoever, you know, my parents didn't like. And yeah, he was, he, and he's just put himself through a lifetime of misery as a Lions fan. I mean, I do feel bad for him sometimes, but then I think like he's a grown man and he made that choice and he still makes it each and every year. He does have a chance though. He moved down to LA, Matt Stafford moved there. I can tell he's rooting oh. a little bit for the Rams now. Plus they've got blue, so it just makes sense. Okay, as long as they're blue, Stafford's yeah. playing for him. He's got an in. I don't blame him for the Barry Sanders thing. That was my favorite yeah. non-49er to watch growing up. I mean, every oh, Lions fan yeah. was worth watching because of Barry Sanders. Every touch, you just held your breath because you're like, he's either going to lose four yards or he's going right. to you know, bust it off for 60, and this is going to be fun yeah. to watch regardless. He's going to break ankles. Yeah. And everyone Speaking of Stafford, that. did you see that stat tonight that he's the quickest to 50,000 yards in NFL history? Uh, no, I did not see that. Yeah. And then he's probably got a few more years there in L.A., so he, he could he could start setting some records if he keeps playing in, in McVay's offense. Quickest to 50,000 losses, too. <laughs> nice. <All right>. No <laughs> I'm, I'm talking trash tonight, Wink. I'm, you I'm, are. You're, you're saucy. Uh, all right. We're, we're going to get deep into the chat here in the final segment of this live Winky Wednesday on YouTube. If you're listening in your car on Wednesday, shout out to you as well. We love you. We appreciate you. But we're on YouTube as well. So um, maybe go find us on the YouTube channel and hit that subscribe button. We've got some questions here about uh, maybe trading for Stefan Gilmore. Hmm, okay. Let's uh let's let's get into some of these things coming up after I talk about on location. We think Wink Super Bowl Fifty Six down in L.A. It's not very far. Be quick for 49ers fans to travel down there if the 49ers are playing, and that's looking much more likely than it was a little while ago. It's less than two months away now. Super Bowl Fifty Six at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, and on location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score. A lifetime, a once in a lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats, choose from elite experience featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five star Los Angeles hotels, and chefed up food. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or Super Bowl on location in your search bar i'm really liking watching the uh the comments over here everybody talking about how they became a niner fan that's awesome oh dude absolutely i love that i love hearing those stories uh 49ers betting odds for super bowl you could probably find those at betonline.ag you can find the 49ers favored by three and a half against the tennessee titans at betonline in fact betonline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march toward the playoffs and college bowl season. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head over to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. Not only football, you've got pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and your favorite Vegas casino game. So don't wait to take advantage of all 
the amazing offers. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Daddy Drew, you don't even have to trade for Stephon Gilmore. If I'm not mistaken, he is an unrestricted free agent this offseason. But cornerbacks are a high mm-hmm. price ticket item. And edge players are a high price ticket item. And still a couple of big needs for the 49ers. I, I do think the veteran route is probably the way to go. Niners don't have a first-round pick. Do you spend a second on a corner, hope he's better than Ambry Thomas or Diamondor Lenore, or do you continue developing the young guys? You just drafted two rookies last year. Do you throw a veteran in to start to replace Josh Norman, who's better than Josh Norman, obviously, mm-hmm. hopefully, and then you have Emmanuel Mosley on the other side. Then you've got your backups in Ambry Thomas, Diamondor Lenore. Lenore can play a little slot maybe if he takes over sometime very soon, even as soon as next year for Kwan Williams there as your nickel corner. Then things start to take shape depth-wise on the 49ers roster. So I think maybe if they do spend money, cornerback could be it. And there's yeah. uh, a few unrestricted free agents this year. Stephon Gilmore, been very good for a long time. He's one of them. Yeah, I mean, if when you, when you trade Jimmy, because let's be honest, that, that's definitely going to happen. That's going to free up a lot of money. And that's, I think, where you got to spend most of it there is in that secondary because you've seen time and time again this year that just getting exploited out there. Just every uh, Thomas, like, I feel like that he had a couple of okay plays, you know, on, on Sunday, but then there was so many times where it's just like, uh, you, you misplayed that. Like, you're right. Yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of like it's one thing he does wrong on every play and it's not always yeah. the same thing Something small a yeah. lot of it is the, the, the catch point the, the, he mm-hmm. definitely needs to be more confident in the catch point you can't let and i know that um that you're 511 or 510 and a half or whatever ambry thomas is and kyle pitts is 64 but you can't let him take the ball away and russell right. gage is like dunking on you going over the top and catching the ball on your dome you got to be more confident at the catch point and uh, i think he's getting better playing zone coverage but he was all press man at Michigan in 2019, then didn't play at all in 2020. And now he's playing a lot of zone coverage with the 49ers. And, um, but they're trying to help him out. The dam hasn't broken right. yet. Hopefully he continues to get better before that happens, but a little bit worried, you know, when you get a precision passing game in the playoffs and you get a hall of fame quarterback and uh, throw into a superstar wide receiver, maybe that's when the dam breaks. I mean, you, did you watch any of that green Bay game? I know, I know we've been watching it for years with Aaron Rodgers, but just watching him throw a football, in just trusting his arm and it, it, it never fails him, you know, like it's, I, that scares me going to the playoffs is going up against a guy like that, who will just, he'll know exactly where Embry Thomas will be on every play. And, and I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, he just goes after him the entire game. And Devonte Adams is the hardest guy in the league to cover right now. So yeah. that's the kind of combination I'm talking about. That's impossible. That's hard for right. a stud corner, let alone a rookie. And you can bet your ass they're going to go after him. And we're going to see that. We saw it with Matt Ryan and the Falcons. At some point in the game, yeah. they just, well, we're going to chuck it over there. They doesn't even got, matter who's uh, there. They got Zacchaeus for a long one on Josh yeah. Norman on the other side, too. So I guess it doesn't really matter. But still kind of went after Ambry Thomas a little bit more, even at, after almost throwing that interception. So yeah, you just got to hope that Mosley's back. Doing that more and more, and it's going to happen earlier and earlier. And there is a chance A.J. Brown plays in this game. If A.J. Brown does play, uh, that's a matchup I don't like for Ambry Thomas. So you got to hope that Nick Bosa gets to Ryan Tannehill very quickly. And 
Uh, there's a good chance he will because they've got some problems on the offensive line, as Tony points out here. Lots of Titans O-linemen on the injury report, and Luan still isn't practicing. Bosa is playing out of his mind. I think the Niners' D scores a tutty. Ooh, I like that. Score on defense yeah. so the offense doesn't have to score as many points. And at least win the turnover battle. Get off the field quickly. And even if the 49ers aren't getting a lot of points with the with the running game, move the chains a little bit, stay on the field, You know, have that uh, time of possession in your favor, wear out that defense for the end of the game. Uh, I think that's the type of game this could be. But you're right. The 49ers, like they did last week against a bad offensive line in Atlanta, they have to win that battle in this game against Tennessee. And uh, Bosa against Questenberry at right tackle, that is an absolute mismatch for the 49ers. And I'll take Bosa over Luan all day too. And maybe you have your second best rusher on the other side against the really bad uh, player who's playing out of position in Questenberry over there on the other side. Yeah, I don't know if you remember, we were doing our preseason picks, and I, I had Bosa as the team MVP getting 20 sacks. And it, I mean, it's looking like this could definitely happen. And Close. we might see two or three this on Thursday. We absolutely could. And the 49ers might need it. Mm-hmm. Weather in Tennessee, the weather from what I've seen in Tennessee is going to be okay. Maybe a little cloudy. Cold, I think. Uh, and, you know, 40 degrees cold yeah. at night, but it's not going to be snowing or anything like that. So, Ooh, Peacock, you got a little something going on there. It's cold in California right now. It's freezing today. Yeah, this morning, 40. Right, and uh, I, I turned around came home pretty quick. I was chatting with my buddy in Pennsylvania the other day. I was like, oh, man, it was freezing today. It was like 40, and he just started cracking up. It's like, you Californians, <laughs> you don't even know how good you have it. <laughs> yeah, I'm complaining because it was 39 degrees or something yeah. like that. I don't have to shovel Come snow on. out my driveway every day. The I'm snow thing, the snow. the snow thing is nice until it's it? every day. I think that's yeah. like when it's reality, then it's like, nah, like, take me back to California, take me back to the drought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll take snow for a couple of days. That's it. Uh, Cowboys absolutely bandwagon in the '90s. The worst combination. I gave Croc some crap the other day on the podcast because he's a 49ers Lakers fan and I'm always surprised especially doing this I meet all kinds of people and and see a lot of fans on Twitter and you'll see someone with their logo their avatar it's Niners Dodgers Lakers and like "Eh, yeah sneak in there and I understand that Niners were good and the uh the LA market lost their football team but it's it feels a little dirty feels a little bit weird when you're a a 49ers especially 49ers Dodgers there's that there's a lot of those and it it just feels Mm -hmm. odd 49ers Lakers feels dirty as well but the absolute worst combination you can be is cowboys yankees bulls and i know people Boom. that had that combination it's like come on dude did you just of course the scoreboard in in 1990 yeah basically 1990 through 1998 is that what well was? when you're a kid you want to watch winning right you don't want to watch teams that are losing all the time so those were your winners those were the teams that were out there doing it and they were getting the most national coverage too. So maybe you're from a small market and that's like the only games you've got. So that that's the one way you can get away with that. And and props to them too for for sticking with it, you know, all these years instead of just jumping on another bandwagon. So give them a little props. Verrett's a tough one. What do you think about Jason yeah. Verrett? I love him when that. he's healthy. Yeah. Like if he comes cheap, you kind of have to sign him. Yeah. If he comes back and plays like that guy, but you can't expect he's going to be Dude's you played one season in week three, essentially. Yeah. So bring him back. And if he plays good, but you have to have another plan. So it's almost, you know, it, it, if he's not cheap, you can't do it. I don't think he's going to be expensive. And at some point he's probably got to hang him up because, mm. uh, and he almost didn't come back from his last injuries and he finally made it back and it took him a while, you know, how yeah. hard is it going to be for him to come back again? So uh, it's tough. And with drafting two rookies this year, 
feel like the veteran route would be the way to go. And Emmanuel Mosley has been so good on the other side. If you can solidify a veteran opposite Mosley, I think you'd be in pretty good shape at corner. Yeah, I think you might have to bring in two guys, though, because you, you just can't bank on what Thomas and Lenore have done this year. I mean, like They haven't really shown any signs. They haven't shown signs that they're ready to start game. I like the the potential of Lenore as a nickel guy. I think he really fits mm-hmm. that dynamic, and I think he'd be a very similar player to what Kwan Williams is right now. But as far as outside corners, yeah, you're still pretty thin there. Um, and so, yeah, do both. Sign a free agent and draft yeah. a guy. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Hmm. A lot of Ambry Thomas hate. It's easy. He's a uh, you know he's easy to pick on right he's now. He's low hanging fruit right now. Yeah. Lenore versus Ambry Thomas. I, I'm not sure why Ambry Thomas has earned the starts recently over Lenore. Lenore was obviously so much more ready to play. But to maybe he, he like you there, said but... maybe Lenore's Kwan's backup right now, and so they're just like let's really let him focus on that slot position. And not worry about you know teaching him another spot. Just athletically, they expect Ambry Thomas to be better, and maybe he's showing mm-hmm. things in practice. And I think maybe that's why. And then Lenore's gotten a couple chances and made some bad plays, and they yank him back out real quick. So that's right. not good for anybody's development. So if you choose Ambry Thomas, let him play. Uh, I think that's the right yeah. way to do it. And you have to. That's the choice they've made. So if that's the choice, then go with it. Yeah, it's just kind of like what you're seeing right now with these young quarterbacks out there that are struggling. Like, you can't just yank them again, you know? Like, especially, I mean, Justin Fields. I'm sure you watched some of that horrible football game the other night. Like, he does not look good, but you can't yank him. You got to let him take his lumps and hope that it's a building block for next year. And it just reinforces everything that the 49ers are doing right now with Trey Lance. It's just like, let the guy sit, let him watch. Don't let him go out there and get beat up. I mean, he's getting some of the hits that Fields has taken, too. I'm just like, oh, get up. Oh, God, get up. You don't want Lance taking those shots, guys. No, that's not good for a quarterback. That's not good for anybody to take shots like that. Here's an odd combination. The the Niners is the oddest part of that. Niners, Celtics, Yankees. How much crap do you get from both sides being a Celtics and Yankees fan? (laughs) Boston and New York. I mean, you know, you got the San Francisco-LA combo a lot, too. So, And it's gross. You're going to take it. You got to oh, throw yeah, an L.A. Home. team in there. You like like the L.A. Kings in hockey? <laughs> we got then 49ers, go. Lakers, Dodgers, UCLA. So all L.A. Bef- besides the Niners. Boom. 36 okay. years old, so no NFL team in Los Angeles when he was nine. Yeah. And you were and nine, 36. When you're 11 years old is when you pick all your stuff. So whatever happens Those when were you're like, 11 that was this, in the world. He came on board for Steve Young. I get it. Yeah. I mean, I get the 49ers part. I just don't get yeah. the rest. Who else are you going to like in L.A.? Come on. No team. You just didn't jump on the Dallas bandwagon. Is it just draft politics that Ambry Thomas right now is playing over Lenore? Probably not. Or else we would have saw a lot more, you know, a lot less of Elijah Mitchell, right? I mean, they didn't they didn't want yeah, that's him to true. get the job. I, I think it's I think it's not so much draft politics, but I think it's probably the same reasons he was drafted before Lenore is the same reasons he's on yeah. the field now because he's got he's, the tools. He's built for the position that he's the one they wanted for that position specifically. And so they're giving him a shot to earn it. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's you know, it's sort of a chicken or egg thing, but I think it's more about the same thought process that got him drafted high is why he's still out there. And Lenore, if Lenore would have played lights out, he would have kept it, but he kind of left the door open for Thomas to get it back. Right. 
Let's finish on this one. And thank you so much for all the folks that jumped into the chat tonight on this live Winky Wednesday podcast on Tuesday evening, Wednesday in Australia. A lot of Australia folks. Oh, yeah, Corey, the Celtics and Yankees fan is from Australia. So he just, it all looks so close together from that far away. You're like, oh, they're probably, they're right next to each other. It's the same city, right? Basically, all the American teams look the same. Just three American teams is all I see. Uh, is the season, this one from Joseph, is the season still considered a disappointment if the Niners lose in the NFC Championship? I feel like anything less is a letdown with the hype coming into the season. I mean, it's um, hard if you get that far to think that it was a success, right? Because your whole goal is to win a championship, not an NFC Championship, you know, not an NFC West Championship. It's to win a Super Bowl. So I think that, they, of course, they'd be disappointed. I mean, it's encouraging. I mean, sure. because... Every team that goes into the playoffs and doesn't win the Super Bowl ends with a loss. So it always Every team but like one right. has a bad year. So it feels like a disappointment. I think overall for what they have become after their start, mm-hmm. I think just making the playoffs was a solid season. And I think overall you would look back and be like, you know, it was a successful total year to make the playoffs. Um, I think they can go further than that. Would it be a disappointment to exit after the first round of the playoffs against a good team? If you're playing the Packers, if you're playing the Bucks or something like that um, at this point, maybe it seems like you might want to play the Bucks because of their injuries, but asking to play Tom Brady, probably not a smart idea either. So, you know, it could be a tough draw and they could be one yeah. and done in the playoffs or they could go to the NFC championship game. It, it won't feel good to lose in the playoffs, no matter when you lose. But I think overall, just making the playoffs, having to run at the, at the end of the year, and and turning things around, I think you would have to consider the 49ers season a success if they don't fall on their face the last three weeks here. It could definitely be a success, but you could still be disappointed because, of course, you want that sixth, yeah. right? I mean, that's why you play the game is to get out there and win the championship. And as I mentioned, only one team is going to end this season actually happy, and that's going to be the Super Bowl champs. Successfully disappointed. Yeah, Trent says, you know, I like that. Like, he likes Banjo Man, who's at the Niners and A's games. I like oh, that. he's such a nice guy. I'm into him. Sorry, I was muted. We got to get out of here, Wink, and um, get ready for this holiday. Shout out to Gold Faithful. Shout out to all the listeners. If anybody's still there in the chat that listened to the Gold Faithful podcast five, six years ago, that is still listening to Locked On 49ers now, I want to hear about it because uh, that is awesome. At BD Peacock on Twitter, if you're listening to the audio only pod, I want to hear about it. At Bay Area Wink is where you can find Nick Winkler. Croc will be back with me post game pod action following the Thursday night football game. Hope everyone has safe travels this holiday season. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. For your second listen, listen, you can find me covering the entire league with Matt Williamson, former NFL scout, former ESPN scribe. Uh, we are covering everything going on in the NFL daily right here on the Locked On Podcast Network on the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. You can find Croc doing a Locked On NFL pod. Wink, do you have a second pod that you're doing? Uh, no, I, I barely nope. do this one. Come on. <laughs> just once a week here. That's all we need, brother. That's all we need from Winky is just once a day. In fact, more than that might be too much. That's, um, that's why I don't want to do it. I don't want to yeah, oversaturate this thing. Here's another podcast for you. If you're into betting, Locked On Bets right here on the network. Uh, Q Myers along with Lee Sterling. Uh, they're breaking down all the betting angles in the sports mm. world every day right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And, of course, it's all free and everywhere that you find your podcasts. Be back tomorrow, a crossover Thursday podcast with Tyler Rowland of Locked On 
Titans. Talk to you then right here. Lockdown 49ers. See ya.